Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here, and today we got to talk about my life coach because my life coach is an AI, and I feel zero zero one 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 zero zero one. Now, if you don't know that, you can go look that up. Now. Let's talk about this because this is coming from CNBC, specifically author Rohan Gaswani, that I thought had a better write-up than uh, actually the originating source did. And this is what I think the future is going to look like because one of Google's AI units is using generative AI to develop at least 21 different tools for life advice, including planning and tutoring. And that's according to the New York Times reporting on this today. Now, news of this tool's development comes after Google's own AI safety experts had reportedly presented a slide deck to executives in the company back in December that said users taking life advice from AI tools could experience, and I quote, <coughs> excuse me, diminished health and well-being and a loss of agency. Now, Google has reportedly contracted with Scale AI, the $7.3 billion startup focused on training and validating AI software to test these tools. Apparently, more than 100 people with PhDs, I'm assuming relevant PhDs, have been working on, like, seriously, like, if you're building something else and you've got a PhD in something that has nothing to do with something else, it's great you have a PhD, but I'm assuming these are relevant PhDs. I just, that just popped into my head. So, I digress. More than 100 people with PhDs have been working on this project, according to sources familiar with the matter, speaking to, again, the New York Times. Now, part of this testing involves examining whether the tools can offer relationship advice or help users answer intimate questions. So one example um, that the Times reported on, focus on handle, how to handle an interpersonal conflict. And I quote the question that essentially was delivered. I have a really close friend who is getting married this winter. She was my college roommate and a bridesmaid at my wedding. I want so badly to go to her wedding to celebrate her, but after months of job searching, I have still not found a job. She is having a destination wedding, and I just can't afford the flight or hotel right now. How do I tell her I won't be able to come? Now, that is one of the prompts that the AI got, and I think that's actually really interesting and probably a common issue. If you're looking for a job, you're low on cash, and your best friend's like, yeah, let's all fly to Cancun and get married... Yeah, that's, that's going to be a tough one to crack. Now, the tools that DeepMind, this is a, uh, Google's platform, is reportedly developing are not meant for therapeutic use. And Google's publicly available Bard chatbot only provides mental health support uh, resources when asked for therapeutic advice. Part of what drives the restrictions is the controversy over the use of artificial intelligence in a medical or therapeutic context. This past June, the National Eating Disorder Association, and I did report on this one, was forced to suspend its Tessa chatbot after giving harmful eating, order, uh, eating disorder advice, meaning you have an eating disorder, you are looking for help, uh, you know, obviously from the National Eating Disorder Association, and the chatbot is giving you incorrect advice that could potentially harm you or make your health worse. Now, while physicians and regulators are mixed about whether or not AI will prove beneficial in a short-term context, there is a consensus that introducing AI tools to augment or provide advice requires careful thought. And I think that is 100% correct. If you recall, when we got into this point of the internet era, basically 2.0, with originally social media that morphed into uh, social networking that morphed into social media, uh, Facebook's motto, and I think it was true of the entire industry, was 
move fast and break things. They were moving at record speed without actually care and concern for the general population. How is a free and open platform that allows everybody to be anonymous and yell at each other really going to benefit society in some way, shape, or form? Or should maybe we put some guardrails around that, you know, and, and, and here we are. There were basically no guardrails, and they cut the guardrails even more earlier this year, as I've reported on. And so this is a huge thing. And now we are seeing the next gold rush, if you will, in technology, which is the first to basically create it, as Bill Gates said, that AI assistant that does everything for you, can answer your emails, can schedule your calls, make sure that you're on top of things, reminds you gently, et cetera, et cetera. It's much cheaper than paying for a human assistant, et cetera, et cetera. And now if it can offer you advice when you're feeling stressed about your job, the more the better. But what are the longitudinal effects of this? What are essentially, uh, you know, when we are looking at a society that is lacking socialization right now, and I've spoken of that, how is the AI really going to help this situation? I've talked about this in many different ways, especially uh, when it when you look at the youth. I mean, think about how we are outsourcing, you know, those McJobs. If I go through a drive through at McDonald's or Burger King or wherever, and I'm talking to an artificial intelligence, how are we training the next generation? Because it's not about the 16-year-old jockeying the register, uh, you know, making a crappy paycheck. It's about the socialization aspect of what it takes to be a productive member of society and a workforce. You have to deal with you know, your fellow employees, good and bad. You might have to deal with a jerk boss. You might work at Taco Bell and have to deal with drunk customers at two in the morning. These are life skills that you learn interacting with other humans, something that an artificial intelligence really can't replicate. And so by virtue of that, what kind of life coaching could the artificial intelligence actually give? And I think that is something that we really need to understand. I mean, you know, walk a mile in somebody's shoes. Can the AI really do that beyond just giving you simple platitudes that it read or learned somewhere from, I don't know, Pablo Neruda or something? Brilliant, brilliant poet, but but not necessarily upon all the life stuff, you know, if you're reading his work. So I, I think that this is something that we have to basically adjudicate. As a species, as a society, AI is here to stay. Billions, as you can see, there's a $7 billion startup that is making money hand over fist, just validating artificial intelligence tools. This is here to stay. This is only going to grow. And if it starts integrating into our lives, not just as, let's say, assistance to allow us to, to free up time so that we can create in some way, shape, or form, but it's giving us life advice, that I think is a potential issue. And so there you go. I'll take it for what it's worth. I'd love to have a discussion. So let me know. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.